here I am in Arizona. What do I do? I go to an S- uh, SD. I go to Arizona PHP meetup. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure my mom thinks that my PHP meetups is code word for like <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous or something. <laughs> I have to go to a meeting. You're listening to episode 162 of PHP Ugly. We are the windy, spicy chicken sandwich of the podcast world. We're not really competing for number one or two. We're just happy in the place that we're at. I am your host, Eric Van Johnson. And with me usually is a very great person who cares very much about you, the listener, in this podcast in general. My co-host and good friend, Thomas Rideout. But he's sick today, and instead we have John. (laughs) I think you missed, you you got the number wrong. You said 162. We're on like 130-something. What are you talking about? Oh, wait. I missed like 30 episodes. Yeah, that, that was before you were laid off. And then <laughs> you're back. <laughs> well, thanks for having me back, I think. I'm not, not not quite sure yet. Welcome to the clubhouse there, Congdon. Glad, uh, glad to be here. I, for the record, I was going to be here last week. But for some reason, we didn't have a show. Uh, we didn't have a show. So week. I'm back, baby, is what I'm trying to say. So let's start this show off with an apology. We have so much we really should be apologizing for but this apology is going to be centered around the quality of the show if you have muscled through listening to this show this long and haven't missed a show you have gone through some pretty tough times with my microphone um thomas john and myself have been tweaking my microphone for weeks uh trying to get dialed in again having a lot of issues with it um, John and I also record the PHP Architect podcast, which I edit. So I'm very aware of how bad my microphone had gotten. I just thought it was me or our settings were wrong. We had finally kind of gotten to the, came to the realization that it wasn't as much me as we thought it was. <laughs> that the microphone itself was broken. We thought there's no way. It's got to be Eric. So uh, we, we have purchased a new microphone, and hopefully I'm sounding a lot better. Not sexier, but better. No, that, th- there's no sexier. But if anybody's in Discord uh, on uh, YouTube, if you can confirm that we don't have, uh, if our YouTube stream is good, I'd appreciate that. But, but yeah, so we're back. Uh, we weren't back last week because I was out in Arizona. My mother lives in a pretty rural spot of Arizona where they're just out of range of, like, cable internet so she has to either do dsl which is horrible uh, or satellite which is not fantastic but actually better than dsl but not uh apparently not that good of a quality to record i did Um, i did not realize she was on a satellite connection she is yeah it's so weird man that makes that makes a little more sense on what you were talking about last week like well i want to talk about that i figured you would Uh, i was leading into that (laughs) so my mom is on this uh, satellite internet connection and uh she she constantly has problems with connectivity in general and she really wants to get off uh, out from under this company she's she's contracted with so she had to sign a two-year lease with this company she has to pay for the equipment pay for the uh, internet and she's capped at um 150 gigs a month which, I don't know, that seems a little low, but I'm a heavy consumer. 
of the internet, so maybe 150 should be enough. But my mom is also my mom, and as a result, I've introduced her to a lot of the new technologies out there, like streaming services. So she doesn't even watch that much television on her satellite. She watches a lot of Netflix and a lot of Hulu, um, which factors in heavily to her her usage, right? So she's... Uh, I did the, the math when I was out there last time because she had ran out of her 150 gig data limit. Last month, we had like 131 days in the month. So she was, she was out um, like right near the end. It was like uh, the 29th or 30th of the month. So I had done my math and I'm like, okay, you're using about five gigs a day, which seems like a lot for my mother until you factor in the fact that she's probably consuming most of her entertainment through streaming services. So I, I'm like, okay, that's why 150 a month, should, you know, you should probably be able to squeak by with that. Um, she does have things like an Alexa there now. So Alexa's constantly updating. She's constantly using it. So she's plugging into the internet. I mean, she has internet of thing devices all around her house. She has lights and things like that. <clears throat> but the big thing is going to be the streaming service. So, I call up her provider and I'm like, you know, she's really looking for faster speeds in a higher cap. And they didn't have the only option they had for the higher cap is an unlimited plan, which she would have to sign her, her bill would have doubled a little over doubled. And she would have had to sign another two year contract with them for which she wasn't interested in at all in doing. I'm like, all right. I'm like, you have nothing else. They're like, well, we can give her higher speeds, but we can't increase her cap. I'm like, okay, well, let's do that. Let's go ahead and give her the higher speeds. It, it was going to be more to her bill, like double her bill, but at least she would have, you know, higher internet speed because, you know, she, she was seeing some of the issues with having a lower internet connectivity. But, and I shared this with John, as a result of that, they were going to lower her cap from one, 150 gigs to 100 gigs. And I'm like, I, that just makes no sense to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm pleading with this, with this salesperson. I'm like, you understand you want me to pay you double, but you're going to take product away. He's like, well, but it's going to be a faster speed. I'm like, it doesn't matter how fast I consume it. You're still taking <laughs> product away. It's, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not like they weren't giving her any new equipment. She, they weren't, they, they didn't, that's why she wouldn't have to renew her lease. Same equipment, same everything. They were just going to type some stuff in their terminal to open up the pipe to her satellite. So nothing physically was changing. They were going to make some entries in the database somewhere that gave her the permission to have the faster speed. But they wanted to take 50 gigs from her <laughs> and twice and double her bill. And I was just like, I, no matter what I did to explain it, and I even had them, I, I, I did the whole I'm going to have to talk to your supervisor bit with them. And, uh, you know, I, I pulled a Karen. Isn't is that what the meme is now? Karen talks to the supervisor. I have no clue. But I, uh, I had them put the supervisor on and I'm like, I'm pleading with her as well. She's like, sir, I don't understand the problem. You will be getting faster speed. I'm like, but you will be getting less product. 
Don't you understand? Uh, it doesn't matter how fast I serve you. I'm hitting the 150 already. I, that means I need more. I just so I, I just told him I'm like I'm sorry you, you've lost a customer at this state which they had already lost a customer whether they had known it or not but I, I let them know I'm like when this kind she goes you have two more months left in your contract I'm like okay well two more months we're going to this contract will end we won't we won't be renewing with you and man I just I don't understand these companies and their thinking uh, it, it is so bizarre to me. So bizarre. So what's the op- what's the next option if you have to if you bail on the satellite? Uh, you have to find another company. Um, I I'm, I don't. Apparently, there's some other company out there, another another satellite provider that everybody loves and everybody's talking highly about. So my mom's really excited about. I'm like, look, before you sign anything, make sure I see what they're offering you because you know there are just too many things in here that they're they're trying to get away with nowadays that's crazy that's funny i don't i couldn't live like that man i just could not i couldn't live like that it's so frustrating and i understand i'm i'm on the other end of the spectrum right it's like to me the internet is such a a necessity to my life that you know i pay for a higher tier and really don't give two thoughts about it but for my mom that's how you that's how you make a living so you kind of have to too it's easy to justify that way Right, but yeah. Oh man, I was so frustrated. Oh. I would be too. But I, I hate. Get, I, I hate I dealing with salespeople. Oh, and these 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 companies, these internet companies, are just horrible. They're they're just they're they're doing everything. They realized that they realized from the cellular companies that they had make they had made a mistake with how they offered their product, and so for the last couple of years they've been trying to reel it back in by putting these data limit caps on you know your home use and charging you for your equipment and they're doing everything they can to kind of maximize what they can charge you for and it's just and and then this is where i really get upset so my mom isn't on my hulu plan um she had purchased her own hulu plan my Hulu plan, I, I had opted for the one without commercial, but my mom didn't. Mm-hmm. She went with the cheaper plan. So that means she's now paying for commercials, if you think about it, right? It's like you know, whatever gigs those commercials are chewing up from her internet provider, she's now paying for those. Right. <laughs> that's that's an interesting way to look at it. It frustrates me, man. It frustrates me. I and again, it doesn't help. It's my mom, so I'm a little protective of it. But yeah, Jesus, I, I about, I about packed my mom up and said, "Listen, you got to move to civilization. You got to <laughs> move somewhere where like normal people live." <laughs> yeah, it is hard when we're on a client call and you're breaking up or just not coming through. It's that is a little bit hard to deal with. Well, and what I learned this last trip out is. Um, I have an iPad, and uh, with the iPad, I have a AT&T uh, cellular plan in it. My AT&T card was getting faster speeds at my mom's house than what she was paying for on her satellite plan. <laughs> so I, uh, my last my last day there, uh, when I realized all this, I actually started working off my my iPad so I could tether my laptop to my iPad. And then, of course, I had, I I came to the realization that 
I needed to take my calls on my iPad because those applications were optimized for for the iPad and uh, bandwidth utilization. You know, they they optimized the iPad apps with low bandwidth in mind, but I actually had pretty high bandwidth. So I noticed once I started taking my calls on my iPad, it it was a lot better, uh, a lot better experience. So that's my new thing, man. I take my iPad with me to my mom's house, and I just work off that. <laughs> it's, it's faster. It's more efficient. You're such a geek. I really am. I, I got issues. And you want to know how big of a geek I am? How big? So I, I'm out in Arizona for the entire week. My mom had to have a, a small procedure done. She She's fine. Uh, it was in and out. Uh, she took a couple days to recover. Um, she's fine. Here I am in Arizona. What do I do? I go to an S- uh, SD. I go to Arizona PHP meetup. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure my mom thinks that my PHP meetups is code word for like <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous or something. <laughs> I have to go to a meeting. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm, saying, I'm going to a geek meeting. She's like, where, you know, where's that? And it's it was actually in Phoenix, which for my mom, my mom lives in, outside this place called Casa Grande which is about an hour from where the meeting was. So to drive an hour in Arizona is not that big of a deal. Like they do it on the regular. I mean, to go to like a, a nice mall is an hour drive. But she's like, you're going to go to, you're going to drive an hour to go to uh, a, a geek meeting. I, I, why? I'm like, <laughs> I, I really don't have a good answer for you. <laughs> Mom, I'm famous. Trust me. I, well, I, I found that out, right? <laughs> I walk in the place and one of the first thing, Jeremy, a, a good friend uh, of mine is there. Uh, and Gordon, who I think Gordon came out to wave PHP. I don't remember if he came out or not. Gordon had recognized me. Um, I met Gordon. Uh, he's one of the uh, organizers of Arizona PHP. I've met him a couple times. I, I do know I've seen him at other conferences. Um, PHP Arc and PHP World, I think I've seen him at. So he recognized me. He says, hey, hey, welcome back. And I've been to enough of their meetups now where he, he kind of realizes that, you know, I'm another meetup person. And then Jeremy um, is also out there. And I walk into the room right when they're starting. And Jeremy, Jeremy was actually excited to see me. He's like, hey, man, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, hey, man, what's going on? And so him and I are talking. And another person is like sitting there and he looks up at me and goes, Dude, your voice sounds familiar. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Do a couple podcasts. I don't know, you know, whatever. It's, it's whatever, whatever. I'm internet famous. I got this. <laughs> Very small, select circles. Uh, you know, people know me. So, how many people show up at that meetup? Or were there uh, that night? It, it was uh, about, I think, about twenty people were there. Um, it, it was a nice, nice, um, nice facility. Um, we had this conversation, put up a nice building, good air conditioning. Developers are going to just come to it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think there were about 20. It was, it was a really big conference room with, with this just real long table in it. And, uh, we filled up the entire table and then you had a couple other people who were sitting along the outside of the room. So sounds like it was cool. Sounds like our old venue at Invisible Children. 
Very close to that, yeah. yeah. Yep, very much. Speaking of which, we have a new venue. We do. SDPHP is moving starting this month. So excited about that. And I'm giving the presentation, which we need to wrap this show up so I can get to work on it. <laughs> <laughs> Preparing my talk for PHP World coming up in next month. Oh, did you uh, did you happen to notice the title you gave it? Did I screw it up? You said test-driven design. Did, no, I did not. Stop it. I'm telling you, you did. Whoops. I will go fix that. Wow, I did. That is horrible. When I was sending out the tweet, I'm like, wait, is he doing like some sort of spin on test-driven development? What, what is, and I wasn't sure. Why didn't you tell me then? Embarrass me on the show. That makes sense. Okay, I got it. I like I like making you look bad for a little while, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing test-driven development, or TDD 101. Uh, Going to be a very basic intro to test-driven development, or test-driven design, I guess. <laughs> and then <laughs> next month, I get to practice my second talk, which is going to be event sourcing 101. So an introduction to event sourcing, which I'm excited about. That's going to be fun. You're excited because you can't wait to see what you learn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, I got a good foundation. Now I actually have to put it to work. Now we've we got a big project that's using event sourcing. So got a little yeah. bit of a head start. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for PHP World. I'm excited to see you talk again. Uh, I like I like those. I, I, uh, I just don't have... I try. I mean, I try to talk. I'm like, if people come up with suggest topics to me that i'm like oh yeah i can talk on that i'm perfectly comfortable going up there and talking like i don't have a fear of going up and talking i i literally talk to a bunch of anonymous people out on a podcast on a regular basis and i pretty much ramble that whole time so i've kind of gotten over my fear of public speaking but i just i don't think in a way that's good for teaching like i can't put together my thoughts in a pattern that makes sense when I'm talking to somebody on how to do things. And I even, I even feel that in small chunks when I'm trying to explain to my team, you know, like the architecture behind something and why, why I'm designing something a certain way. I still feel like I'm not formulating this so that you guys are seeing, getting a clear picture. And I, and that's just, that's just, times a hundred when I'm actually trying to do a presentation on something. I think the one thing I can do a good presentation on is like a Laravel 101 just because <laughs> I've done it so many times. I'm like, okay, I know what you guys are looking for here. This boom, 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 boom. But um, you could, you could, you could do one uh, on all of the Laravel like extras. Like now you have vapor experience and could, you know, give a little presentation on that. I mean, yeah, I'm liking the vapor. Heck, actually, I, I think you did on a one-on-one -on -one basis at the last meetup, didn't you? You started talking a lot about it with somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was somebody who was asking me about vapor, and and uh, we have a couple of clients we're looking to roll that out with. I know. Um, vapor, I'm, I'm enjoying. But uh, you know, Oscar over at PHP Architect, maybe I'll do a vapor article for him. He, he's always giving me a hard time because I'm one of the few people in the Oscar. You heard that right? Actually. <laughs> who hasn't actually written for the magazine and i i've had an article in my head now I, i've been waiting to do one on state machines because it's it's a simple enough topic that i think i can get it knocked out fairly quickly but i just haven't haven't started doing it but you know what 
maybe I'll ask him uh, this month if he would be interested in an article in Vapor, and uh, I'll I'll write one up on that. That's that would be actually a good good one to do a sta- topic on. State machines would be a good one too, just a, yeah. as a more like PHP centric t- uh, article versus a Laravel specific one. And that's exactly yeah. I, I was I was gonna do a, like a side by side of uh, the PHP version of a state machine and then the layer revolve wrapper and, and you know explain some of the differences. But yeah, I need to. Uh, I, I want to do that. I think I'm gonna do that one. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna offer both of those to him and see if either one of those interests him. They interest me, so they gotta interest him, right? <laughs> they interest a lot of people, but Michael Dorinda, he doesn't he doesn't like state machines. Yeah. So that's why he uh, he turned down my talk to uh, Laracon AU and uh, took a talk of one of our one of our other developers instead because uh, I think I submitted something on state machines. And he just <laughs> laughed at me. He rolled his eyes and said, "Nope." Pussy, knew, he knew who you were. He didn't want to pay to fly you out there. Yeah, yeah. He 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 can only stand me for short intervals <laughs> at a time. And, uh, <laughs> So what else have you? So what have you been up to? What have I been up to? What have you been up to? Where have you been? You've just dropped off the. Did you have another heart attack? I mean, not that I care, but you know, you still are you still playing that role? All right. So so do you want the 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 real answer or the fake answer? Now I'm confused. I I just I I I, I was giving you a lead into to all the activities you've been doing, but whatever you want to share, (laughs) share away. All right. So. The reason I've been gone for so many episodes is I was doing an Ultimate Frisbee League over the summer. So I was playing on Tuesday and Thursday nights. So I'm sorry that I wasn't available here. Uh, so you prioritize yet another thing over your friends in the podcast. Okay, got it. I, sure. I thought we would move the podcast to Wednesday night, but nobody else was interested in doing that. So I believe I said I'm open anytime, anywhere. Yeah, well, just I didn't feel like I felt like if you don't want to join us on our night, then screw you. Is the way I took it. Not in so many words, but that's the way I took it. Uh, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. I I enjoyed that. Uh, definitely being uh, active is very important to me. Which leads up to your second thing. No, I didn't have a heart attack, but I did have like concerns so i did end up going to the hospital and getting it checked out everything's fine i just got to i got a couple days of rest took a little a little mini a little mini vacay that's it well you needed some time away from the wife and kids and and your your business your your work wife and everything you just fake a little heart chest pain and you know know. because because nobody knows right it's it's all internal it's just like hey doc i I think i've already met my deductible for the year can you just like let me hang out here for a couple more days (laughs) <laughs> figure, I figure that's the way I would roll with that. Glad you're okay with it. I'm glad everything's alright. Yeah, everything is fine. Got got back out to mm-hmm. Ultimate at lunchtime again today. Got some running in for the first time in a couple of weeks. So, building that up. So, things, things are going well. Back to PHP World for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, you handle... Our, so, you and I are both going to World. I'm really looking forward to it. Matter of fact, Thomas Wrightout will be at World as well. Awesome. Um, but you handle all of our travel plans. Do you happen to remember uh, when we're coming back? Are we coming back the 25th? We are coming back Friday morning. I think that's the 25th. It's, it's the day after the conference, right? Right, yeah. Uh, Why? So, 
So if you are going to PHP World and you haven't booked your travel plans yet, uh, they announced, uh, I don't know if they announced it today or, or recently, that there's actually going to be a post-conference technology meetup with uh, people at NPR. So on the 25th, there's a uh, NPR technology meet and greet that you can go to, um, which really sounds cool. I definitely would have liked to have had to have attended that if we were going to be around. But if you haven't uh, planned your trip for PHP World yet, you might want to look at their uh, look at the website. There's even some. I, I think there's some uh, pre-conference training as well, like an I, IBM I series training, which IBM has been pushing for years. I never got my head around their IBM I training uh, PHP stuff, but um, that's that's a pre-conference thing, and then a post-conference is this NPR developers meet and greet. So, uh, so just maybe. Keep that in mind and maybe spend an extra day. So lots going on at PHP World. You should come out and hang out with us. Absolutely. We'll have are, are, wait, we'll have are, they, pay, are they paying for advertising on this show? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Does anybody pay for anything? No. For, for this show? <laughs> no, but I'm excited about it. Yeah, so am I. This is weird having you on the show again because, like, again, you and I talk all day every day. So trying to think of things to talk about. It's like weird with you now. I don't know. I'm sorry. We had a lot of we had a lot of porn conversation with Thomas. I mean, the show had really gone downhill since you left, <laughs> so you should know that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we don't have nearly the audience that we had before. But um, so Laravel six has been released officially released this week. I heard, and I'm uh, real excited about that. You're doing the normal wait a couple weeks to, to let all the bugs shake out, right? Gotta gotta let it, gotta let it uh yeah gotta let it simmer, let other people push it to production before we do. We got except for you jumped you did, jumped on vapor well before it was released. Yeah, oh. yes I did. Oh. Well because because that was the, that was that was yeah that's different, right? <laughs> that's not changing the code base. That's a deployment environment. But, but I do but think Laravel six. You could use the same reasoning that you're using for. No, no, totally different. Vapor. Totally different. On, people don't understand serverless as well as I do. No, totally different. <laughs> you just don't understand. You just don't see the vision. See, this is what I'm explaining here. <laughs> but Laravel 6, I think, is going to be a big release for us because we have, I, I was counting it uh, today, I think we have like 20 Laravel applications deployed right now that range anywhere between 5.1 to 5.8. And I think, I think I'm going to start to do it. I, going to start auditing everything and making sure everything gets at least up to six. Hmm. First thing, six is a LTS version, which means nothing. Doesn't mean a whole lot. <laughs> it doesn't really mean a whole lot in the Laravel world, but it, that may have changed uh, with is. with Taylor's new semantic versioning train of thought, right? Versioning. So maybe a LTS really has some meaning behind it. Uh, Laracast has uh, been slowly releasing videos with what's new in Laravel six. Um, one of their first videos was, is actually something that excited me way more than I had anticipated, which is, uh, Lazy Collections. Oh, yeah? Have you, have you heard of this before? Uh, no, uh, I can, I... No, no, you haven't. Well, I haven't heard of it, but I can, from the t- naming of it, I can kind of guess what it is. 
I didn't think it was it was going to be an important thing uh, when I saw it announced, but then I watched the video by Jeffrey Way. I'm like, okay, I can guarantee you if you've been coding Laravel applications for any amount of time, you're going to watch this and realize I could have used this at some point. Lazy collections are basically PHP generators, which I didn't really cool. understand what a PHP generator was. Generators are interesting. It's it's one of those things you have to see a really good presentation. Going back to our friend Jeremy in Arizona, gave a fantastic talk on generators, which was like opened my eyes and I was like, oh my gosh, I can think of so many ways I could use this. Still, okay. So you understand, you you know what a generator is then? Yes. Can can you think of a good example that you can explain it? Uh, explaining is the hard part. So to me, <laughs> I, if I remember. He actually did a talk on three things. If generators are what I'm thinking, it's kind of like getting data from a source uh, one at a time. So instead of mm -hmm. you can do a for each over it, or every time you basically access it, you get the next item versus having all the items right away. Right. And so with a lazy collection in Laravel, it's basically that. It basically instantiates a collection and there's a pointer which lets you know, you know, kind of where you're at in the collection. But that collection's never loaded. Like it's it's not like a normal collection where you can you can see all, everything in the collection. All you can do is move forward and back within the collection to, like you said, to kind of get that next record, mm -hmm. right? Right. So so if you've ever if you've ever tried to pull in too much data into a collection, and you've gotten that out of memory error, that PHP out of memory error. This fixes that because it just instantiates the collection and then you can still work with the collection. You just don't have all the data available to you at one time, mm -hmm. which is usually fine. Like I was thinking about it. It's like, well, how often do I really need all the data at one time? And, you know, then I started thinking, it's like, well, why, what, what are the cons to doing the, the lazy collection or using a PHP generator? I was like, why wouldn't you do that all the time? Yeah, that's interesting. The the one thing that always comes to my mind is database uh, number of hits to the database. So optimizing optimizing your trips to the database. If you're if you know you're getting a small amount of data, uh, it's better to get all the records at once. But once you start working with a large collection, the generator makes perfect sense, right? If you're hitting memory limits or you think you're going to get close, now you're my assumption is the generator is doing a limit one, right? Uh, from wherever the pointer is, give me the next record. And every time you loop through, you're making another round trip to the database saying, run this query and then give me this record out of it. So if I'm doing like a for each with, with a generator or a lazy collection, and it's just, it just keeps doing a select, 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 select. That's my assumption. But now that I think about it, I know, uh, I'm actually fairly confident MySQL has the concept of cursors already. So I wonder if there's a way to, since you have that connection still open, you run the query once and then using the cursor within MySQL, you're getting the data back. So maybe it's not quite as slow. It's not saying, hey, do this query again and give me this one record. Next, next record, next record, yeah. Right, maybe it's, hey, you've already run this query. Give me the record at this cursor position. 
that changes things quite a bit. It's still a round trip to the database, but not doing the query. And that was my concern. Hmm. I might have to do some testing on this. And, and I wonder, I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if database caching factors into this at all either, if that would help. Hmm. Like, would that, would that basically remove any performance issues, right? Because the database would just, in anticipation of needing to present the data, already kind of have it sitting in cache. Well, if they're using curses behind the scene, the database would already have that ready for you. Right. Because it's already done the query. It already has the records. Instead of spewing, you know, 10,000 records back to you at once, it's saying, hey, here's a, uh, a pointer. You're at cursor position zero, and now you kind of go through it one at a time. That's got to be how they're doing it, right? I've never used them, so I mean, I, now I'm I excited. Got, I gotta think it is. Yeah, I, I'm so am I. I'm really excited. We're gonna have to do some testing with it because I we work with some pretty big records. Mm-hmm. Uh, our clients, uh, a couple of our clients, have some huge databases and and require some pretty big data sets to pull down. And this idea of not having to pull everything in and you know take a performance hit it it. It's appealing, very appealing. Yeah. Fast. So yeah, that that's one of the one of the lessons, one of the new things that that, that was released with uh, Larry Cass um, uh, Ignition, which is like the new error page uh, for Laravel, got released. This this has got gotten a lot of kind of Twitter press, a lot of people talking about it. I'm not really sure if I care that much about an error page. Um, but you know it's fine. It's got a new look. I know. I know a service has already been built around it, which is another kind of weird, like Laravel centric thing you're seeing. Like uh, a lot of people in the Laravel community are spinning up these services that are Laravel specific. So even though you have a lot of these, uh, a lot of these log and bug sort of services out there, um, like Paper Trail and these others, they continue to build these these services that are specific for Laravel apps. Um, so that's, that's gotten some traction. I'm, I'm confused. I, I how, how is there a service around the error page? I mean, it's, it's so Frick and, uh, I, I forget the, uh, other guy. Uh, geez. And this, this is why I'm a bad Laravel community member. I can never remember all the Laravel elite names. They, they have, uh, <laughs> They're coming out with bobbleheads now. Taylor, uh, Taylor came out with his, but uh, uh, Marcelo, I think, uh, or yeah, something like that. Anyways, they got together and they basically created. As, as far as I know, I actually haven't looked into it, and it's not open yet. You have to, um, you have to ask for, to get a beta invite, and I just wasn't interested to even sign up for it. But my understanding of it is it's kind of kind of be like paper trail where it captures errors and then you can do things with it. Um, don't know. And again, uh, Marcel, thank you, uh, Michael Dorinda. Um, again, I don't know if I care that much about, about it to think it's that big of a game changer, but it's out there. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's just again, it's just uh, it's, it's like it's like a lot of these other services, but this one is specific for for Laravel and handling this new uh, error page, you know, handling that data and I guess giving you some options. Hmm. So um, the other thing that the the uh, video that was released today was around um, 
the fact that uh, in Laravel 6, a lot of the front-end scaffolding uh, that was typically there, so historically, like, to do authentication, right? If you did a PHP, a, a PHP artisan make auth, it not only gave you all the database migrations and everything you needed, but it also scaffolded together some uh, login pages and registration pages and, you know, those things. Well, that's all now been removed out of the core code base. So hmm. that core code base, you know, they continue to str- shrink it down by removing some of these packages. And now to add like this front end UI stuff is an additional package you have to, com- you have to include through composer. And then, and then you actually tell it whether you want to use Vue, React, which actually that, that, that had already been there. You could already change the underlying, um, like JavaScript framework. But this is, you, you kind of instantiate it. You, you pull it in. You say, okay, I want, go ahead and bring me in the view components, the view scaffolding and all that. Hmm. It's, it's just another step. I, I don't know how I feel about it because like, I almost always want that whenever I'm creating an application. Like I always want authentication. And I, if you're going to give me the scaffolding, then I'm perfectly happy working with the scaffolding. So the fact that it's been pulled out and then I have to now pull it in as a separate package is yeah. a little bit of an inconvenience. But it, it is, but not everybody needs that authentication. You know, if you're building a, a simple brochure site, you don't really, you may not need it. Or, you may have very specific authentication uh, styles you need to use. Not necessarily styles, but uh, services or a schema that's completely different instead of trying to take the one that they give you, which may add middleware that you then are running through that you don't need to. You just write your own. That, That would be interesting. I wonder if this will open up the door for people creating their own kind of uh, scaffolding for that for that piece of Laravel. I mean, since you have to pull in a package, it's like, okay, we'll pull in the, you know, I really like the way Diego Dev did their authentication scaffolding. Let's go ahead and pull in their package. Yeah, I don't see why not, right? Yeah. Of course you do. Maybe it's a good thing. Yeah. I have one that's pre-baked with the with very specific uh, OAuth uh, providers, right? Oh, or like ourselves, we use UUIDs, right? We don't use we don't use IDs, so we put together a authentication package that uses UUIDs as opposed to IDs, and boom. Because mm-hmm. currently, what we do is we write migrations to update the the prepackaged auth database model to. Use UUIDs. We break out first name, last name. We don't just have name. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe we write our own authentication package. And then for, at least for our projects internally at work, we know we're going to use our authentication package and not the Laravel one or anybody else. See, we we brought it up on the show and we hashed it out. Taylor, good job removing it. Now we know why. <laughs> Now, now that's that's something we need to clip you you complimenting Taylor. Holy smokes, man! I love that guy. He's awesome. <laughs> I've never actually met him. <laughs> I've never talked to him. So you've never met him? No. You've 
We didn't. We didn't. Uh, I didn't introduce you in New York uh, the time you came. No. Nope. Oh, you can meet him at World. He's going to be at PHP World. Is he? Is he speaking? I'm sure he's going to want to have dinner or something with me. Probably. <laughs> Do it on Tuesday night. I'll be at the speaker dinner. <laughs> You're on your own that night anyway. The night we get in. See? I'm a good friend. Fly, I, I, know I, I fly with you across country. We land, you bail. I fly with you across country. See ya. <laughs> Gotta go hang out with my friends over here. So... I'm glad you and I have some time to talk because we do have something we should speak about. Uh Oh, you, as I was actually a little surprise in our PHP architect podcast, when we were speaking to Oscar and we didn't dive deep into it, but we kind of discovered that PHP itself is a little loose on their Simber versioning. Do you remember this conversation? I do not remember that. Don't say that. You don't remember this. No. So, so Os- Oscar, you had brought up um, the, 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 the conversation that started because we were talking about the RFC for a P++. Oh, yeah. Okay. And um, you had brought something. O- Oscar had brought up uh, something about a backwards breaking change, and you said, "Well, that couldn't be. That would break Simver." And Oscar said, "Well, they're actually pretty loose with their Simver versioning." And I was actually shocked to hear that. I'm like, "Wow, that's a pretty big deal because you know it's like a core language that a lot of companies are using." Mm-hmm. So I just curious if you had any thoughts on that, and then I wanted to extend on it a little bit. I hope that what he's talking about has been in the past, like hopefully in the PHP five days. Uh, I don't remember the exact example that that he gave. Yeah, so I, I don't either, unfortunately. Yeah, I I would hope that he, as it's matured, that they they stick to it pretty uh, strictly. Again, like you said, I mean, there's lots of businesses that rely on it. And, you know, so many people will automatically update, especially the bug fix version, because that should be a perfectly safe upgrade. I, I deal with a client right now that is so terrified of every composer update that even going up one or two bug fix numbers, it's assigned to somebody to go look at that package to make sure that there's no breaking changes or something we're using hasn't changed. And what's hard to get across is, yeah, we're looking at that one package, but it's using packages underneath of it that may be upgrading as well, right? Uh, the the dependencies there. And we're not going and checking all those. And I, like, I get it. You've been burned before by by upgrading a package. But hopefully bug fix numbers you shouldn't have to be that concerned about. And this is why you have rollback plans. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, that would be a nice feature in Composer where you can say, you, you can already tell Composer, you know, go up to, you know, this version or, or you know, how, how far up you're willing to upgrade a package. But it would be nice to have another switch on there 
where you can identify packages that adhere that, or at least say they, I mean, there's no way to police this, but say that they adhere to Simver, where you can be a little bit more uh, lenient saying, okay, you know, upgrade any package that says it adheres to Simver and any package that doesn't, you know, don't, don't upgrade, you know, without me interacting with it. That would be really awesome. Especially that way you could go from 3.4 dot whatever, all the way up to three dot nine, whatever, you know, as long as the major version number doesn't change, because that's where breaking uh, BC breaks are supposed to go, right? Backwards compatibility Mm -hmm. breaks are supposed to go in the major versions. Mm -hmm. Uh, That would be nice. That's one thing I really like about Dependabot uh, within GitHub. They open PRs for your composer packages. And there's always a link there that will let you go over to the change log and compare the version you're on all the way up to the version they're trying to upgrade you to. And that's how I Mm -hmm. quickly go through the code and see, oh, they've updated, you know, 20 files and 15 of them are markdown files. I don't really have to look at those. Mm -hmm. I can uh, scan a little quicker. So you can do that straight from inside Dependabot? Yeah, so when Dependabot opens a PR, it shows you uh, what's happening and then says, here's all the changes that that have happened since, you know, the one you currently have. And if you open that up, Mm. it lists all the commits or as many as it can and then gives you a link to to go over to that package. I don't think I've ever ever found that in Dependabot. I need to check that out. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's been a handy feature. And if you don't have Dependabot okay. enabled on your repo, you should because it's free. And I know it looks at Composer. I'm not sure what other... Uh, NPM, right? Yeah, it looks at NPM as well. Yeah. So I think that's... I mean, in, in our world, that's all that's there. I, I'm sure for other languages, it, it does kind of a similar thing. Right. So... Um, so back to PHP for a second. Something that, that we have felt a little bit and it's it seems to slow down a little bit, but I saw I saw a lot of discussion about this, and this is actually one of the reasons why that whole RFC for P plus plus was brought up is that there's been a lot of rumblings that the releases of PHP now we we went from too slow of back in the five days to now releases are happening too quickly. What do you what do you feel? Do you kind of agree to that? Disagree? I disagree only in the sense that for clients that I've worked with, it's helping them stay on top of upgrades now. Uh they may not upgrade every bug fix number, but going from 73 to 74 should be very easy they're not going to get mm-hmm. stuck behind because they're they're taking too long to release. You don't have to stay on top of every single bug fix number unless there's a security issue that has come out. Mm-hmm. I, I think I feel it a little bit, only from the perspective of, it seems like every month there's either an update to the, uh, a major release update to the framework I'm using, the the JavaScript framework I'm using, the CSS framework I'm using, or to PHP itself. It's like it's just like this constant something is something major is being updated every month. I feel, and it's just like I don't ever feel like I'm ever 
current with everything. Hmm. But I guess that's our jobs, man. Yep. That's that's the life we've chosen. <laughs> Some people, you know, they want to be stars and singers and no, we want to No, you want to be both. You, know, you want to be a star, internet famous star and a, a developer. I just I'm a I'm a digital cowboy baby. <laughs> I've gotten I've got I've started listening to country music. Yeah. So I I have a very wide range of music I listen to. Um, my biggest thing is probably hip hop and rap. I mean, that's like the core of my music that I, I grew up with. I listened to, and I've, I've, ex- I feel bad for my life. As much music as I, she's been forced to listen to on car rides with me and stuff. And how often I kind of dismissed her, her, uh, country music. So we kind of agree on like classic rock and, you know, some, you know Beatles and and things like that where you know we like this music together I was definitely more of the rap where she found some rap she enjoyed but she never really kind of appreciated on my level again I listened to opera I listened to a lot of stuff but the one thing I never could get my head around was country music and I think a lot of that had to do I I grew up kind of in the city in in you know urban city and i think there was a, a stigma around people who listen to country music just like there's a stigma around people who listen to rap music and i really probably bought into that and and i didn't want to be associated as somebody who listened to country music so i really didn't give it much of an opportunity growing up and you know as you know my my wife and i have, you know have co-inhabited for the years we've been together, I, I've heard songs here and there, and I'm like, okay, that's got a, you know, that guy's singing about baseball. I like that. <laughs> Better swing. Like, I know what he's saying, you know? So I, I started to put together a playlist of country songs that I've heard throughout the years that I like, and then feeding that to Spotify and letting Spotify find more music like it. And like, I'm starting to, I'm starting to develop an appreciation for it. Huh? Not too much, but it's like, it's a nice change of pace for me to listen to, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing stuff. It's like, all right, I can, and it's funny how, like, the topics, the subject matter between that and rap are, like, the same. Oh, really? it's just, they're just like, yeah, it's, there's usually a, a female involved and, <laughs> and some fighting involved. And <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, talk, I grew up the same way you did, and it was always, I like all music but country. I look back at those days, and I'm like, but why? Like, other than the stigma of everything going around, I don't know. Yeah. I, I definitely don't listen so listen to it very much, but when it's on, I, I appreciate it. Any, anybody listening to the show, uh, if you want to at me on Twitter, I'm at Shokum, and give me any uh, any suggestions of things to listen to, I, I will definitely give it a listen. I, I'm not going to promise you i'm gonna like it but i'll list i'll give it a listen for sure that's funny i'm not gonna promise you i'm gonna like it oh, of course you're not that's just a silly thing to say oh i've been having some fun this week with uh sequel injection fun topic not fun topic yeah. uh no 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 okay not a fun topic uh it's interesting luckily the the person that found the vulnerability uh in the client code base was hopefully not malicious. I mean, obviously they didn't drop the database or, you know, delete all the records. <laughs> they were a, 
a security research firm from India. And they're like, we have access to all of your um, tables. So they basically put together a list of databases, tables, and a, a little bit of sample data showing that they actually had data from us. Yeah. That had to suck to wake up to that. Yeah. I, w- I was doing something completely different, uh, working on something else, and uh, was talking to somebody. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm on the, the phone with uh, so-and-so and so-and-so talking about a security issue. Do you want to join? I'm like, sure. And two minutes in, I'm like, I changed my mind. I don't really want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear any of this. Can you, you just zap me from that men in black pin and just make me forget all this? So then I got to spend... Uh, two solid days of going through uh, within the they use a, such an antiquated library for the database connections and that's part of the issue but uh, going through every single one of those calls and making sure things are escapes uh, many of them integers and they were so paranoid and also wanting to be able to grep the entire code base very quickly like even if we know it's an integer from another object, they were casting it to an int. Uh, yeah. do, escape escaping <laughs> strings, you know, just this wide swath, hundreds of files, thousands of lines, and uh, tests unit tests saved my butt on some of those. Uh-huh. So good to hear. So I get to throw that into the presentation coming up next week. It's like. Here's here's a good benefit. Double escaping is not necessarily a good thing. So did you? Uh, so first thing, it, it's the the security firm was on the up and up. They they actually we think so. I mean, we what? think so. I mean, it's they were saying they want to basically basically they want to be hired. They're they're a security firm. They want to wanted to be hired so that they could find other vulnerabilities and you know help patch them up it's just it's just it it's a sneaky way to do it but also makes a lot of sense like you're you're able to say hey look we we've got this and you are susceptible we know you have problems we can show them to you from here right and that's the i mean if you think about it that's the problems they found basically blindfolded right now was like what would they find that they actually had access to the code right and that's what i was trying to explain to my wife was She's like, but why would they? Why would this company in India target your website? And I'm like, they didn't. They have bots out there just scanning, and it's so easy right. to automate so much of what happens, especially since so many companies offer you know free trials. You know, they want to ease access to their platform, so it's like sign up without a credit card. So once you do that, right. it's easy to code a bot to sign up, log in, and then can basically continue doing everything through what's considered the back office or admin or privileged areas. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they find one little hit, the bot finds something, it reports back and then they can start manually going through everything they need to do to, to get the data. So I think it was legit them trying to drum up business. It's a, just one way of doing so. It, the hard part, you know, us Americans and not trusting outsiders, it's like, is this extortion? Is this blackmail? Like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. If we 
if we don't hire them, are they do they actually have all of the data and they're going to use it maliciously? Or are they going to try to continue to attack to find other vulnerabilities, even though we, I mean, scrub through so much of the code base? Are they going to now become malicious because they weren't hired? Yeah. Scary. Yeah. Scary times. That is, and yeah, it's like, you know, do they have a bigger vulnerability they're holding on to? It's, you know, wow, that's... Yeah, luckily it was uh, easy yeah. easy to find and patch uh, so quick, but that's the second SQL injection that I've been hit with. The first one was so long ago. It's probably uh, 15 years ago at this point, 10 to 15 that one to me was worse because it was malicious. It wasn't a security researcher. It was back when I was, you know, coding by myself and storing credit cards and information in clear text. That was not good. <laughs> Let's not talk about those days. Yeah. The dark days. I do things better well, now. I'll tell you, I need... I need to get uh I need to get my vapor install working. I'm I'm down to a couple of final issues. I I haven't been working on it constantly since Taylor let me in. I I just kind of picked it back up. Matter of fact, uh, yeah, today or yesterday? I forget. I think it was yesterday. You and I did some work on it this morning. But uh, oh, it was this morning. See, my days just <laughs> spun together. I I have I have it down to just a couple of remaining issues. One I'm pretty sure is on Taylor's side with this uh, C name lookup issue with uh, Cloudflare, but I need I need to get it because the application I'm using to test um, Vapor on is our user group rewrite. You know this little Laravel app that we had written the SDPHP site in, and. I want to get it released because the old one, which is an old WordPress site, is now out of date, and WordPress won't upgrade because it's on too old of a version of PHP to upgrade. <laughs> so I'm like, God damn it! I need to shut this down. I need to get, I need to get my Laravel app up so I can shut this one down. I guess I need to look into that so, for uh, some of our other clients that really just run; they just keep going. Yeah, um, yeah, we should talk about that because we need to audit. We need to audit our servers, anyways. Yeah, uh, we get some service. We need to start taking down. And we're spending spending money on stuff we don't need to spend money on anymore. Yeah. All right. Well, but I'm 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 super excited about the vapor stuff. Good. I, if it if it works, if I, if I can get it to work the way it's supposed to work, I I'm really excited to to leverage it in more more places. I know. We need to get our app on there first get SCPHP up and running so that we can, you know, get clients excited about it. That's the, that's the thing is we, we have clients we want to go to with it and it's hard to go to them. And, you know, we don't even have a, a space, a basic Laravel application running on it yet. So hopefully that we'll get, we'll get that resolved here in the next couple of days and, and have that under our belt. Yeah. That would be nice. Especially if we find out right. it, that it wasn't our issue. That's Yeah. I, I don't think this. I don't think this last thing's our issue. Well, there's two things left. I think one of them's our issue, and then one isn't. And like I said, I, I, I think I'm going to try to upgrade this to Laravel six to the that that code piece. Just because, dude, we we might as well just get a subscription to Laravel ship because we're going to have so much stuff to upgrade mm-hmm. over the next couple months. It's just going to be this constant 
just giving uh, J Mac money. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves it. He does. He's a good guy. Cool. All right, man. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of how we do a podcast. You got anything else you want to talk about? No, because I'll, I'll keep shooting myself in the foot talking about things I shouldn't talk about. Well, we, we, we do appreciate <laughs> you not shooting yourself in the foot. Don't need you to find another reason to bail on us for a few months. Or are you back now? Or are you? Or is this just like a one-time thing? Uh, let me check my calendar and get back to you. Let me talk to Thomas. I'll get back to you. How's that? <laughs> Tis my plan. At All least right. until next summer. Right, man. And then maybe you'll right. pick take well, me up on the Wednesday night thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm always good. Like I said, I, I, I'll be fine recording during the day. This, this nighttime thing. I, I stay here at the. I haven't been home yet, man. I, I'm just here at the office for 12, 14 hours on Thursday. That's crazy. Just because. Well, all right. Well, I'm gonna let you go. Go home. Come with me. No, I'm, I, I like it here. Well, then I feel, I feel comfy. Then hang out there. I don't, I don't all want right. to tell you. I'm hanging up though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, this has been episode 162 of PHP Ugly. Thomas, we miss Hope you. you. feel better. Hope you feel better. Yeah. And uh, I'm Eric Van Johnson. I'm John Congdon. Keep, Keep it, it ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly. Keep it ugly.